everyone and welcome back to the Coffee with Warriors podcast. As our pivotal goal has always been to bring people with mental grit, strength and courage, we have with us today the epitome of all these qualities. Having been a former Olympian hockey player, she has displayed her courage, determination and passion for the game like no other. However, her journey was not one that you could call easy. She has slept by washrooms in trains for hours on end to get to her matches, sewed her own shoes and performed exceptionally in academics and on the ground and yet never complained about anything. She has faced failures in the face of it and still chose to never give up. So without any further ado, I am so honored to have Mrs. Hatoxi Bagli Jayakrishnan with us today. Hello, Mrs. Jayakrishnan. You have no idea how grateful I feel today to have such an inspiring and humble person here on our podcast to talk about how one can train their mind to achieve success and all the goals that they have set out for themselves. So it is truly an honor and it means so much to me to have you here today. Thank you, Nishta. Thank you so much. You have spoken so highly of me and I'm really honored and thank you so much. You deserve and, it. Uh, no, it's a real pleasure being with, with uh, the youth like you today because, I mean, you are so self-aware right now. I mean, and it's nice that kids of your age are, you know, talking about uh, self-awareness and mental health and mental strength which definitely is very, very much required and needed because I feel your times are equally challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, if not more, I feel definitely you are also facing the same challenges as we have also faced. It's not like what we did in our times or what we did in the days back, you know, then. Um, it's all the same. Human beings are all the same. We all grow up. We all learn. We all experience. We all have our personal uh, journeys. So it's nothing like what I have achieved that, you know, you will not achieve because you will also have your own journey. You will also be living your own life. But then it's always good to share, I mean, with one another what, because it inspires you, you know, not because someone someone has been very great in the past or someone, I mean, has not been, that doesn't mean that, you know, that their journey wasn't so um, relevant or so important. So I think each one of us have our own stories to tell. So I think I'm also very grateful and I thank you a lot, Nishta, for bringing me on this platform. Thank you so much. It's really an honor for me. And as you mentioned that, uh... We, we even now we go through challenges but what I love about my generation particularly is the awareness that is created now about mental health which wasn't there back in the days so I couldn't agree more with you on that point so Mr. Jayakrishnan as you mentioned about everyone has their own journey and everyone's life is relevant so could you start by telling us a little about your journey and from where it all began like from when did you know that you wanted to make a career in hockey because that is not a sport that is that common as other sports so how did you know that this is what I want to take up and what was your journey of like getting to the peak of becoming an Olympian like and volleyball athletics and hockey was not played in our school I mean you had to go to the stadium to play hockey and since we were in the convent the stadium was not exposed so much to us 
unless and until you went to play a basketball match, whether it was just an inter-school match or whatever, you know. And, and once the teachers and your PT teachers and all know that you have an inclination to sports, so the moment if it is basketball, they'll say, okay, come on, come on, Hutoxi, we are playing a match, come and start playing. So it was like one of those, you know, we would have practice, say, for about two weeks and the team would get ready and, you know, our school would go um, to the stadium and there would be a match and we would just play a match. And it so happened that uh, I was playing one of those matches in the stadium and um, the regional sports officer there was um, uh, Mr. K.D. Singh Babu. I mean, you uh, may not have heard of him, but he has been one of the major Olympians. And uh, uh, he was the one who spotted me because he was the chief guest there. And uh, he saw me, I think I must have been in class nine or 10. And he just saw me running up and down, up and down on the court. With, uh, once in a while, somebody would just pass the ball to me and, you know, but... All the same, whether I got the ball or not, I just kept going up and down the court. And uh, it so happened that uh, I think it was uh, 1974, uh, 75 must have been. And uh, I'm not, I was not aware of this, but um, they had declared that uh, women's hockey would become um, an event for the Olympics. Earlier, it was only the men's hockey was uh, one of the major events of uh, the Olympics, but not women's hockey. So I think the um, uh, IOC, that is the International uh, Olympic Committee of you know hockey, I mean, the Olympics had uh, decided that they would include uh, women's hockey as well in the Olympics. So that's how... I think UP was um, planning to, uh, UP government was, state government was planning to set up an academy where they would select a few, um, I mean, it was going to be on trial basis, which obviously I was not aware of that because I was too young and they were looking for talent. I mean, we would like to keep her in the hostel and we are setting up an academy and we would like her to be you know, like one of our students and uh, we would groom her for, you know, the Olympics was going to be in 1980. So this was, I mean, for four years, you have the Olympics every four years. So they were planning to set up and form a team. So I think every government, uh, state government was looking at, you know, selecting talented sports people, sports persons, you know, to train. So that's how I was, you know, like um, picked up in the sense and uh, my parents or my principal or nobody understood what this was all about. So, I mean, I was just told that this is what, this is the letter which has come. And so I said, I, ha I have no knowledge about this and Olympics, I mean, I've only read about them in the papers. At yeah. that time, we didn't even have TV. Mm -hmm. So I don't even, I mean, I've ne it's not in my dreams either. So <laughs> anyway, my uh, parents were told what it's all about. and uh, But they didn't take it too seriously. 
because I was still, uh, I had to give my ICSE boards. And so um, my parents said, okay, you continue with whatever you're doing in school. You, I mean, at the moment, just finish your board exams. Yeah. And uh, we'll think about it, you know, from there on, because we were, I mean, we were in a convent and uh, I was in St. Agnes Loreto convent. And then when you finish your, um, I saw, so I had no one to play with. So one of the hostel boys, he's now, an, he's an Olympian also now. His name is Sayyad Ali. Okay. So he was there on the ground and uh, he just probably said, okay, um, one of the coaches said, okay, she's already here. So why don't you start just hitting a few balls with her or whatever. And then once I picked up the stake and I had, nobody had ever taught me how to take a stance or nobody had taught me how to hit. But, you know, when you know, when you look at a ball and a stick, you're, your common sense says you're supposed to whack the ball. That's all, you know. <laughs> so I just started whacking with him and I just started whacking the ball hard. And so uh, the coach said, okay, the skills can be worked on, but you're strong. Yeah. Um, but all this was not conveyed to me. But, you know, when, yeah. when the coaches are around, they keep gauging you, they keep looking yeah. at you. So... Um, he said, okay, now when the women's team comes back after about two weeks, you come back again. Wow. And that's how I, I went back to the stadium. And then um, the hostel was, I mean, they were in the process of selecting yes. okay. girls, you know, from district, different districts, mm -hmm. like Uttar Pradesh, if they are making an academy, they will pick up um, girls from the other districts as well. Yeah. Like Lucknow is the capital. So there'll be a few from Lucknow. There'll be a few from, say, Jhansi. There'll be a few from Kanpur or Allahabad. Or, you know, these are the districts which UP has. Yes. Or by right. And we have, you know, UP is quite a big state. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so a lot of, and even the hill regions, I mean, like Nenital, Almora, uh, Rani Cape, Garhwal areas. So we had a lot of kids coming from there. Wow. I love how you started playing. You were playing another sport, but someone saw you doing very well in another sport. So were you the first, as you mentioned, that there was no women's hockey team before were you the first Indian hockey team like were you part of that team that went to the Olympics I I had no idea that um, it's going to be such a challenging game in the sense that um, it needs a lot of strength and a lot of mental um, it is a dangerous game you've got to you know uh, you have to be very very um, open-minded to the fact that this is not a game where, you know, uh, it has got a lot, I mean, potential for injury. Mm. Let's come down to that because you have a stick, your opponent has a stick and yes. there are every chances of you getting injured. So mm. everybody would, you know, either tell me or my parents why this game and, you know, that uh, other, you know, they'll say, 
if she gets hit on the face or if she gets stitches and nobody will marry her, nobody will, you know, and all these, you know, how these typical, uh, I mean, but my parents were saying, okay, they knew that I was one of those um, street fighter kinds, you know, I mean, even in school, I was, I, I mean, I was a tomboy from the beginning. I, I mean, I was quite used to, you know, it's just that my school didn't have hockey at that time. So I didn't play it, maybe because, but if I did get an opportunity, I would definitely play. So I just took like, to hockey, like a fish to water, you know, I was so comfortable. Wow. But, and I had a wonderful coach in uh, Bula Ganguly. I have to mention her in the sense that um, she is the one who actually saw the potential. But though even I was not, I, I thought that, you know, oh, this is a game where it's, you know, got a lot of adventure to it. Mm. You know, like, oh, I mean, I will get an opportunity to show all my um, jingoism over here and you know I can um, I mean but I realized that this was not a game where you can it's just fun it is fun no doubt but this this game requires a lot of uh, skill first of all and to pick up those skills and to learn those skills you need a lot of uh, determination and mental strength because dribbling the ball with a stick and you know running on the ground and you got to have speed and you got to have stamina absolutely okay so this is a game where requires a lot of physical strength so you have to have but along with that you got to have a lot of mental strength as well absolutely so as you yeah. mentioned uh, mental strength and how prone hockey is to injury so how did you even though you were always the one that you that you know you knew that you could face challenges and you didn't have an issue with the injury part because you know you would fight it however how did you sort of train your mind because I'm sure to become an Olympian there is a lot and a lot of hardships and a lot of training that you have to put yourself through and the fact that it's hockey which is very like injury prone so how did you train your mind in such a way that you were able to accept the fact that it was very prone to injury as well as practice so much and give your best and like just keep achieving your goals and never giving up and just going for it was there any point where you felt like this is too much like I'm having too much of it so how did you sort of train your mind to do all of it and be an Olympian see once uh... Now, once the academy was set, it was in Lucknow, it was in the stadium. And uh, once you started playing the game, actually learning the skills, and um, it, it's like a journey when you start. And once you start realizing that, after all, it's not that dangerous also. Because only when you look at the hockey stick and the blade and, you know, and the ball is really hard. It's like, it's a cricket ball. Only thing, it's just white. And the cricket ball is red. That's the only difference. And now when you play on AstroTurf and you play on polygrass and now, you know, you play on all synthetic turf, 
the ball is definitely different now it's more of a synthetic uh, type of a ball which and it moves really fast and hockey is a fast game but then with practice and with skills we learned that uh, you may be injury prone but there are ways of you know keeping yourself safe and keeping even the other players safe and along when you are playing a match definitely the referees also are there to make sure that you know the i mean you don't injure one another because there are rules mm-hmm. you know which uh, prevent you from i mean like body contact when they when they see that two players are coming in contact and it's getting dangerous they know where to you know blow the whistle or you know there are rules certain rules to tell you that earlier we had the rule that you know your your stick cannot go above the shoulder hmm. and sometimes there are players who are behind you also so there are times when the players who are behind you will learn how to tackle you from front and not from behind yes so you learn all those tactics you learn all those skills and um, that's why they say when you're playing field hockey it's just not you and the ball and the stick it's 11 of you with 11 sticks absolutely so, you know so you you got to learn how to work like a machine in the sense that uh you you're coordinating with 11 more minds yes absolutely and okay I- and yeah that's that's how you learn how to protect yourself and that's how you learn how to pick up skills they teach you from dribbling to um passing the ball when it becomes you know when when you are when you have too many players defending you when to get i mean when to make a good pass what are the timings what and when you are playing hockey your eyes are on the ball at the same time your eyes are on 11 other players yes okay so you learn how to anticipate you learn how to uh judge mm-hmm. where each one is going to be where each one is going to position themselves so it seems very complicated if i talk to someone who hasn't played hockey but once you are into the game then you go along with the flow mm-hmm. so it doesn't become so difficult and the mental training part of it the coaches also help you a lot mm-hmm. right okay i mean in the sense they guide you yes i remember based on our previous conversation how we were just talking about that when you were playing hockey you don't have any uh, tv or a camera to sort of see how the uh, other team or your opponents play to sort of judge their game and train your game or like change your game practice in the way that you could defeat them and work on their weaknesses but um, like for me it was very different like in our generation i would see my opponents video and like i would know exactly what i want to work like what i'm going to what type of ball i'm going to give her tomorrow but for you it wasn't just not being able to see her. the opponent's team it was in the moment not just seeing how the opponent plays but also being able to sort of uh, you know be in sync with your entire team and like know exactly like how to take advantage of like the other team while also like being in touch with all the 11 players yeah. 
team so i don't know like that that must require like a lot of strategizing like on spot and like a lot of like teamwork and effort so um how did being a hockey player then help you train you and like hone the person you are today do you feel like you would have been a very different person if you didn't play the sport and how have you started seeing things differently or have you how has your perspective changed by playing a sport i think i would i would say self discipline is mm-hmm. the first thing which i learned through a sport yes okay and just now when you mentioned that back then we didn't have camera i mean we didn't have videos we didn't have tv so how did we you know strategize and how did we know how to play against an opponent and so actually that happens your your own coach has also been a player yeah right so they also come with a lot of experience mm-hmm. they also come with a lot of uh, knowledge because over the years they have also played with different teams they have also played with um you know uh, collaborated with different coaches they are also trained like we have in patiala and all we have these um uh, academies where you know you do go and you train at, to become coaches and there they learn how to train and when they come and then they train you they already know how each team plays how each team works so accordingly like if you are going to play uh, bihar or if you are going to play punjab tomorrow or if you are going to play railways or if you now each of these coaches have already played these teams absolutely and you know they they also know that uh, what are the strategies that they use mm-hmm. and like if you are playing bihar bihar is a very tough and hardy kind of you know because they are mostly tribal girls and i have all due respect for them same way punjab teams are very tall very well built lot of stamina a lot of strength and uh, uh, punjab haryana also have a lot of these academies and you know hockey is very uh, played a lot in these states so like when you are playing punjab you know that they have a lot of strength and stamina and you also start building up your strength your stamina and you i mean along with the skills mm-hmm. you got to know the skills as well now like bihar their technique was hit and run mm. because they had a lot of stamina yeah and they are very very hardy players and and uh, what type of ground do they play on they play on a lot of gravel yeah and like you know bajri ground we call it and punjab plays a lot on turf up plays a lot on turf turf means natural turf we didn't have um synthetic turf then okay so um your coach would tell you now tomorrow if you are playing bihar their strategy is hit and run hmm so you are i mean you are trained to slow the game down and yeah. when you have to slow the game down your skills have to be different mm-hmm. you know a lot more of passing a lot more of uh, coordinating with your players yes 
and with Punjab, it becomes different. So what happens is these coaches have already played these teams. Yes. And they have traveled more than you. Mm. So they, they were the ones who would train you and they would train you even mentally. Yes. When you are in the hostel, uh, eight hours a day is mandatory practice. Eight hours a day. Wow. Okay. Your, your day starts at five in the morning till nine in the morning. 9, 10 in the morning. If it is a Saturday, it can go to 10. And uh, and Sunday is off. And then again, in the uh, morning, it's only stamina and strength. Okay. Morning game, morning practice will be only stamina building and your strength building. And maybe just practice of skills. Okay. You know, you're dribbling the ball, you're passing the ball, your defense, your offense, and so you will only be concentrating on that. Mm. And evening will be matches. Matches in the sense you'll be playing a game. Okay. And the game will be to tell you um, when you will pass the ball, how long will you keep the ball, when you get an opportunity to score a goal, should you take that opportunity or should you pass the ball? Those mental... Um, you know, these are little mental exercises which they give you on the field to uh, realize that you're playing a team game and not an individual game. Absolutely. You know, there will be players who, who would say, I want to score the goal. Because in a match, when you're scoring a goal, you feel, okay, I made the team win. Yes. But it's not like that. Hmm. So there again, uh, your coach will mentally tell you that you are playing a team game, so don't be a hero. <laughs> yes. Okay? Don't be selfish. Mm. You you may, if you are in a good position, please go ahead and take the opportunity. If you don't take an opportunity, that is also foolish. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, but if you are not in a position and you, you feel that there is someone else in a better position than you who is someone who is free, please pass. Wow. So all that comes during the evening sessions where you learn to coordinate, where you learn the I mean, how to play a game. Hmm. And morning is the skill part. Wow. The skill part trains you to play the game in the evening. If you don't have the skills, you can't play a game. You've okay. got to know basic skills. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. love how your hard training taught you so many skills like self-discipline, waking up every day, having that sort of determination to give four or five hours every morning just to strength training. And then in the evening, learning teamwork and like, um, you know, that you can't be selfish. You need to think about everybody else, that coordination, that cooperation. So I feel like like I feel like whatever you have learned from sports personally because I can relate to what you're saying because I have personally also not teamwork because coach is more like of a individual game individual yeah yeah like uh determination and like the self-discipline part and I could not agree more with you on the fact that all these qualities have made you into the person you are today into little things you'll maybe 
like personally for me i notice those qualities even in other spheres of my life not just like in the sports area like in academics as as i mentioned earlier that you also perform very well in academics despite being such a great sports person so i feel like a lot of the things that were taught to you in sports like the skills have helped you in many other areas in your life as well so yes so ma'am we end every single uh, podcast with five rapid fire questions so okay. if you're ready do we can we start yeah you can okay. so what are the top 3 things that are most important to achieve success according to you one is self discipline right yes one is one is a lot of emotional uh, strength mm-hmm. okay absolutely and uh, third will be uh, compassion true okay what is the best advice you have ever received the best advice i've ever received is there is no free lunch in this world <laughs> wow i love that <laughs> what is the worst advice you've ever received the worst advice i've ever received is um i'll tell you is that you know when someone tells you ki ha ho jayega you know that yeah. type of thing and yeah. uh, like tomorrow morning i have to play you know a match and uh, and i just say i need to practice today yeah. so, and and you know your your colleague says okay it's okay you've already played so many tomorrow ho jayega yeah this ho jayega thing has led me into quite a few problems in the sense never listen to anybody who tells you to take a shortcut because there is no shortcut absolutely yes if you could tell everyone in the world if you could talk to everyone in the world and tell them one thing what would it be for everyone to know again um you can achieve anything only through hard work yeah hard work and hard work and and of course um respect for everybody else you have to treat people well mhm absolutely yes yeah what do you think is your greatest accomplishment till date i have so many i would <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> no but according to you what is your personal greatest accomplishment not what the world thinks your greatest accomplishment is like not going to the olympics but maybe that is for you as well but what do you personally consider your greatest accomplishment to be uh my greatest accomplishment would be uh the well-being of my family and wow. yes yeah I and in the sense that uh, i love the way my family is right now tatwood and uh, and being satisfied is just more than enough absolutely i love that, that. i love yeah. how being an olympian you're so humble saying that what you think your greatest accomplishment has been the well-being of your family and that's something that just takes my respect for you like much higher than what it already was you know it is it's it's a fact you know i mean like uh, when people around you are happy and content and i mean it's not that they are happy or content because of you i don't mean that what i mean is that 
people who are happy and content, they give you more peace of mind. And if you are surrounded by people who are always discontented and not happy, and you know, so uh, they are the ones who tend to nag. Absolutely. You know, so they rob you of your peace of mind. So what I feel is that if you have happy neighbors, if you have happy friends, and if you have happy people around you, you also tend to carry the same happiness forward. Absolutely. So um, I feel when you give respect out in the world, you gain respect also. True, very true. So I, I feel no matter who you are, just be what you are and treat everybody with the same respect that you would expect from others for you. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much, Mr. Jayakrishnan. And I learned so much from you today, be it about not giving up, just being passionate about what you're doing, giving your best, having self-discipline, being emotionally stable. I just learned so much from you today. And it's so great to meet such an accomplished and successful person being so simple and humble so I learned so much from you and this episode was extremely informative and I'm sure whoever listens to this podcast will learn a lot from your advice and our conversation so I'm looking forward to many more conversations with you and this was extremely helpful to me and everyone listening to it I'm sure so thank you so much for doing this today thank you so much Nishta thank you and uh, God bless you. You are such a bright and happy kid and God bless you. I hope you be like this always. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. It's man. really been sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all, man. But thank you so much. Yeah, we'll keep in touch, Nishta. It was lovely, lovely speaking to you. Well, that was all for today's episode of the Coffee with Waters podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope that you will follow and share this podcast. And I look forward to you joining us for many more conversations with our warriors. Thank you so much.